Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. Another wild week in the NFL. But before we get into some game recaps really quickly... Saturday's workout, Colin Kaepernick did not go as we all expected. Well, maybe some people expected. The NFL originally scheduled the workout to take place at a Falcons facility, uh, but Kaepernick's camp switched venues following a disagreement between the two sides about his liability waiver, his media availability, among other factors. In a statement, the NFL said it was disappointed that Colin did not appear for his workout. However, after the workout, Kaepernick had this to say. I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. We all know why I came out here. I showed it today in front of everybody. We have nothing to hide. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. Uh, Guys, I don't know about you, but after this, it seems like Kaepernick does not want to play in the NFL uh, anytime soon. Seems like he just wanted to prove to everybody that he could still play. He did show up. By the way, is, is, has anybody posted a prop yet on whether or not he gets in or if he gets Will signed? Will he ever play again? <laughs> yeah, it, I, there's got to be a prop on there somewhere out there on if he gets signed within a certain time frame, right? I can look at Probably. that for you. I would bet no, though. <laughs> yeah. well, that's a, I can't wait to see what the odds are. I, I, I want to know what Vegas <laughs> yeah, no. thinks of that. Hey, hey, who <laughs> plays in the NFL again? Okay, out of these four people, Joe, who plays in the NFL first? All right. Uh, Cap? Andrew Luck? Rob Gronkowski or Carly Lloyd? <laughs> I got to say Gronk because the decision's coming tomorrow. So I, <laughs> he's, he's the guy that at least is about to make an announcement. So Fair. I think, I think a I'd take Carly Lloyd over Colin Kaepernick, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you put him in order. It's yeah. Carly Lloyd <laughs> might get a shot first. As right? I'm, I'm looking at some lines here. Uh, some books actually have it posted on Saturday morning before okay. the workout. Would Colin Kaepernick... Signed to an NFL team before the end of the 2019-2020 regular season. Before the end of okay. this season? Oh, the no, 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 this no, no, season. No. But this no. was also if before anything, the workout. Maybe he gets a workout in the offseason, well, and he's on lines? a depth chart for training camp next year. That is yeah. still a glimmer of hope. <laughs> no way! Someone's bringing him in for week 13 of the NFL were on the end of that, uh, <laughs> at the end of that prop, Alex? Well, this was, again, this was before the workout right. on Saturday. This was Saturday morning. Yes right. was minus 500. No was plus 900. No was the plus money? This was before the workout. So wait, it was before plus 900 that yes, someone would sign him? No, that no. It was yes was minus 500. No was plus oh. 900. Okay, that's This was different. before the workout. Still. I'll lay the minus 500 That's actually, juice. actually, that was a pretty, that's better odds than I thought it would be, to tell you the truth. <laughs> I'd lay minus 500. That's actually really good odds. Yeah. And that was before any of this. This was prior exactly. Saturday. Yes, this was Saturday morning. Interesting. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But at this point, I don't know if he's uh, going to be finding an NFL team anytime soon, especially not this season. Uh, but we'll move on from that. Let's look at some recaps from last yesterday's uh, wild week 11 slate. Uh, let's start with uh, 
Baltimore and Houston, a battle of two great quarterbacks, and one definitely showed up and the other did not. Lamar Jackson making his case for the MVP race. He beat the Texans 41-7. to I mentioned he beat him because it was pretty much just Lamar Jackson. He finished with 222 passing yards, four touchdowns, but he rushed nine times for 86 yards. He was the leading uh, rusher behind Gus Bus Edwards, who had 112 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Mark Ingram also got involved. He had two touchdowns, both that yeah. he caught from Lamar Jackson. I don't know, guys. I, I want to say there's some other candidates, but if Lamar keeps playing like this, he is the MVP. I got hands the MVP down. odds. We'll talk about him on the other side of the break. Absolutely. There was big movement, uh, but. Let's not forget about Russell Wilson either. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. But, I mean, Lamar Jackson making his case. He took down Deshaun Watson, who finished with 169 nice yards and one interception. Uh, Duke Johnson got involved. He had 40 ru- rushing yards. Carlos Hyde at 65. Great game between these two uh, AFC powerhouses. And now we can really see what the Ravens are going to do uh, heading down the stretch. Let's Great move on. Game. That game sucked oh, ass. What the was hell a- are you talking about? That game was terrible, man. It was poised man. to be It a was great over game. in the first half. It was over. And Deshaun Watson, here's how you throw the ball away. Throw it into the damn stands. <laughs> Don't hold on to the ball. What are you doing, dude? Another yeah. controversial call with no pass interference as well. That was ridiculous. I mean, they're getting mauled out that. there. That was ridiculous. And then the funny part, though, is <laughs> they did overturn one and generate a pass interference early in the Cardinals 49ers game at like the two yard line. And so yeah, but I that understand. That was Richard Sherman, though. Oh, so and you think it's because of that? Yeah, I don't think they like Richard Sherman. <laughs> I know, but the thing is, I can understand that if the thing is like, they ain't going to overturn them, you're wasting your chance, you're wasting your time, they ain't going to do it. But the fact that they're going to do pick and choose when, that makes it so Crazy. subjective, Joe. Crazy. I was almost warming to the idea that like, they ain't going to call it, you're wasting your time. But that's not the case. It becomes very slippery. Yep. Still more confusion as these PI calls get overturned, they don't get overturned. We'll see what happens. There's six weeks left in the NFL to go. Really quick tonight, Monday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs and the L.A. Chargers in Mexico City. Chiefs here, four-and-a-half-point favorites. All right, going to send it to Dane and Joe, helping you make some cash this Monday morning on Make It Rain. You're listening to the Sports Grid Network. Let it ride! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. Final hour here. Make it rain on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. As we get ready for uh, the finale of the week 11 in the NFL season tonight, Mexico City Chiefs taking on the Chargers. We'll give you the latest numbers uh, coming up there, but. Uh, that that whole Deshaun Watson six sacks uh, in the first half alone. Yes, he's throwing cool. interceptions like I one of the worst interceptions I've seen. Uh, throwing it back into into coverage at the line of scrimmage, which was beyond me. Not throwing the ball away. Now, granted, the play calling was a little suspect here, as it always is from Bill O'Brien. But you know, Deshaun Watson's been a guy that takes two steps forward and then he's got games like this where he takes two every time he's got an opportunity along with Bill Bryan to show the world that they this is going to be a different year this is going to be a different they have what it takes to take that next they put games up like that yesterday which is just and it wasn't like Lamar lit anybody up here guy it wasn't like Lamar was they did it. most of the stuff that they scored was a direct result of Houston's ineptness 
on offense and turning the ball over and not knowing when to throw the ball out of bounds or not. It's the same old, same old with Houston, man. Yeah, I hear that. You know, but I will say this, Joe, Joe, it's tough to kind of bang Deshaun Watson for doing things that half the time turn out amazing. You know what I mean? Like that, you, that is what he is. And the same yeah, with some of these other quarterbacks. not in games that matter. Not in, he, no, he hasn't. Yes, he's done it in week three, week four. We, yeah, but in games that mattered, him and Bill O'Brien together have not gotten it done. In fact, they fall flat every year. I understand year that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's hard for me to blame Deshaun Watson for, like, taking chances or trying to make his big plays because you kind of have to live and die with what he does in that vein, no? So what's the definition of, of insanity? So, so we're going we're gonna to keep doing the same thing because why? It's worked so well? Like, what, what's, yes. that's not a, that's not a game plan. Well. It you does gotta work change. well when he makes amazing plays and we talk about how great he is when he gets kicked in the face right. rolling and out. Has but that worked still- for him? Has that worked for him in January? Has that worked out well for him? Those amazing plays he makes in week three? This point, who cares? You can't, like, Aaron Rodgers does the you same thing. You can't have that kind of talent, continue to fall flat on your face and have games like that and expect to be considered elite. Doesn't happen, man. It does not happen. Aaron He's Rogers not Patrick Mahomes. Aaron and hell, Rogers he ain't even it. Lamar Jackson. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. MVP race, apparently, and uh, there's one guy that thinks uh, the race is actually over, to tell you the truth. MVP front runner. If anybody else got to say something different about that, then come see me. I'm right here in B-more outside the bank. If you got an issue with that, come see me. I'm about that. Big trust. Woo-woo. Lamar Jackson in the flesh. Yes, sir. Big trust. I'm with you. I'm with you. Mark Ingram, uh, apparently a big fan of uh, Lamar Jackson. And uh, if you don't like it, uh, he's ready to uh, he, he's ready to talk to you about it there. But the truth is, it's become a two-person race, really, at this point. And the odds have switched a little bit here, Dane. Where are they now? Yeah, so I'm looking over at FanDuel. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram being like, catch me outside. He's repping <laughs> for his boy. And I can't, you know, you can't fault him, right? Nope. I saw, I saw nope. a... Um, I saw like a blog post, Joe, last night or whatever, and it was like the title was Ravens fans love Lamar Jackson. I was like, oh, word. (laughs) There's some solid analysis right there. Um, But um, going into yesterday, Joe, going into yesterday, Lamar was the second choice at plus 260. And Watson, Deshaun Watson, was the third choice at six to one. Okay, Deshaun Watson is still the third choice, but his odds have moved from six to one to now ten to one. 
Okay, and what I will say is Lamar Jackson's odds have become shorter. They've gone from plus 260 now to plus 150, three to two odds, Joe. He is three to two to win the MVP, the same odds, three to two as Russell Wilson. There's one other note, though, on the MVP race, Joe. What was there Russell is another player. Into? Was he a negative what? money or was he still was he about the same? Russell. What was he before uh, Sunday? Russell before was around the same. Russell like stayed 150. Okay. Russell was around the same. Russell has not been impacted because of the buy. It's just that Lamar kind of came down to him. Okay, gotcha. and the gap between the two of them, like you said, it's a two horse race, right? So yep. Deshaun Watson goes from six to one all the way to ten to one as the third choice. What I did find interesting, Joe, there is someone else now in the top five that hasn't been there all season, and I think it's. Somewhat deserved. Can you figure out who? There is a new tied for fourth choice. It's Aaron Rodgers, Patty Mahomes, and this guy now tied for fourth. Is he another quarterback? Is it another quarterback? It is. Uh, Is it uh, Kurt Cousins? No, it is Dak Prescott. Oh. It is Dak Prescott now with the same odds as Aaron Rodgers and Patty Mahomes tied for the fourth choice at 16 to one. Interesting. Interesting. I still like yeah. Russell Wilson because if yeah. Russell Wilson still has the opportunity to do it, he's he uh, if he goes all the way, if Russell ends up uh, representing the NFC, uh, Going to be tough to argue with. And he's got some very interesting games coming up too, Russell Wilson against some That's pretty. true. Some pretty decent But what if the Ravens are representing the AFC? I mean, in their last two home games, they beat Houston and New England. Yep. It doesn't yeah. get much uh, tougher in the AFC than that unless they got, like, Kansas City on their horizon somewhere. So, like, yeah, but you know that. It's recency bias. So you're always going to be as, as, you know, you're always going to be as good as your last game. So fair. depending on who plays what and who does what down here, I think it's a, probably safe to say it's, Really a two-horse race. Unless something drastic happens with both of these guys, that right. would open the door for a Dak or somebody else in there. It's To me, it's going to be who – all right, who has now in the remaining five or six weeks, depending on the schedule, who's got the tougher schedule? Who's got the harder gauntlet? I think it's Seattle. I think Seattle's stretch is brutal. Well, I can bring it up. In the second half of the season. I think it's because uh, – let's face it. What's what's Baltimore got to play? Pittsburgh? Cincinnati again? Like, who the – gosh. Yeah. So I Seattle, tough games left. Yeah, they got a gauntlet, Joe. I mean, they still got at Philly. They have yeah. Minnesota. They have yep. San Francisco. So mm-hmm. those are three legit teams yep. and even a road date at the Rams if they can get their act together. So call it three and a half tough games, right, shall tough we one, say. Right. Baltimore, yep. on the flip side, they just got through Houston, right? So right. Eh. It's not. They would have one and a half. I mean, they have San Francisco on their schedule as well, Joe. So let's see what he can do against that defense. But then, you know, not not as much. You got the Rams. You have the Jets. You have Cleveland, Pittsburgh, the Bills. So I would say Russell has the tougher schedule. Right. Um, But they're both correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Aren't they both sitting at the same record right now? I think they both have eight wins. Yeah. When recency bias will come into it, though. And if, if Russell lights up especially let's say one has a great game against San Francisco while the other doesn't, since it's a mutual team, they're going to be playing. I think it's that razor thin where you're only going to be as much. You're only going to be the favorite depending on what you do on a Sunday, the last Sunday, because that's just basically how it works. I don't think there's a lot separating the two. 
But the strength of competition down the stretch is probably what's going to do it for people one way or the other. Uh, But that's a popularity contest anyway. Who's willing to give the interviews? He is saying all the right things, though, Lamar. You got to give him credit, man. You know. He's uh, he gets peppered with a million questions every day about the you know, he's like, listen, I'm looking at something greater than the MVP. It's nice and all. But uh, he is uh, he's doing it very quietly, which I will say now, Russell, he's done it quietly his entire career, mostly because he's stuck up in the Pacific Northwest and uh, we don't get to see or hear from him that much. But both of these guys, I think, who knows, could it be Seattle and Baltimore in the. Uh, you know, in the Super Bowl, representing feasible. I, it's feasible. absolutely feasible, absolutely feasible. The question is, and I think this is going to be interesting, too. What happens when uh, when do they play Cleveland again? Baltimore, you mean? Yeah, Baltimore, because that seems to be the only defense that has really caused him a little bit fits. Right. I mean, that's the uh, that's Week the 16. team that has caused him. So, Week 16 hmm. in Cleveland. Week 16 and go without Miles Garrett, or maybe with Miles Garrett. I don't know, depending on what happens with that lawsuit yeah. now. Because uh, maybe do they let him back in? I mean, he's got a, his lawyer's got a point, right? Like nowhere he's in the. He's got a point about having the actual number. You can't be indefinite. Right. Exactly. I get that. So, like that right. makes sense technically, the letter Absolutely. of the law. That does make sense to me. So they can't just hang it over his head. I find yep. it very hard to believe that when they find the finite number, that number will not equal. However many games the Browns have left, and if they make a run losing their playoff game, he'll be out for the rest of this year. I think they'll have to maybe some—I think they'll come to some sort of agreement. We'll call it just six if you don't appeal the damn number. Just go away, and then we'll let you come on back next year, clean slate. Which is why you have— a union. I mean, for sure. those purposes, right? Because sure. otherwise the NFL would drink. All it does is it doesn't allow the NFL to kick this down the road here. Don't kick the can down the road. Figure it out. Whatever it's going to be, put a number to it. Because the way they made it sound, which is so NFL, like, we'll figure it out later. Like, well, I mean, you can't leave the guy hanging, nor can you leave his team hanging like that. If it's going right. to be six games, six games. But if it's more than six, that means it goes into next year, correct? It would. And I don't think, listen, the NFL doesn't want this. Okay. Like next, think about it, Joe, next August, right. In preseason games going on, they don't want this to be a topic of conversation for anybody that miles Garrett is out until week three or whatever of the NFL season. Anytime that you or I spend talking about that in August of 2020 is not what the NFL wants. They'll be over and done with it regardless of the number of games. Yep, that's right. Come out with a number. And you know, the sad part is, Dan, is you think the NFL didn't know that. Like, the NFL knew that, and the NFL didn't. But the NFL's like, well, you know, it's uh, we got the upper hands. It cracks me up the way they go about the decisions they make sometimes in uh, in Park Avenue over there just kind of baffle me because it's, wow. You know, nobody would have argued if you said six games, he's done for this year, we're good to go. Like, nobody would have said anything, you know what I mean? But now, yeah. because of your own stupidity, we're going to keep talking about this until you actually get off the pot and and put a number on. Because if you make it eight games, well, then that means we start the year off next year talking about it, too, as well. So you create your own drama and your own aggravation. Putting, you know, same situation here with Kaepernick. Week 12, like now this is the time you hold the game yeah. try out? Like, I, it's like they were trying to be responsive to what the narrative and the public was out there. 
You know, people were like, oh my goodness, he's gonna get charged with assault and stuff. So they had to kind of, they wanted flexibility in there, but they just need to take a stand. Come out with it, boom, boom, and that's it, move on. Million dollar industry that makes some of the worst decisions ever and the most unbelievable decisions. I, I don't know. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So who would like to risk free wagers of up to $8,000? If you do, head over to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. You can enter the promo code grid. You can get yourself two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. And in addition to traditional betting, PointsBet, they offer their own betting concept where you are rewarded by how much you win your bet by. So, for example, if you're playing tonight's Monday night game, and let's say you take the Chiefs as road favorites at four and a half, but they end up beating the Chargers by seven, well, then you'll receive seven times your stake. It's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. The promo code is grid. Get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 and do it today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Check out the website for details and taking a look here of uh, what happened there last night. You had the Rams and the Bears. 17-7, 17-7, the Rams end up not only winning, but of course they covered as a five and a half point home favorite, way under the total of 40, but it was the favorites that were the big story this weekend, not only in college football, but certainly yesterday in the NFL, 10-2 and two straight up, 7-4-1 and one against the number yesterday, 11-2 and two straight up, 8-4-1 and one against the number, including that Thursday night football uh, game between the uh, the favored, I believe, the uh, the uh, Cleveland Browns taking on the Steelers. Uh, road teams eight three and one against the number yesterday. Eight four and one against the number for the week. And again, the over under seemed to be just about 50-50. Seven and five yesterday. Seven and six for the week. So the question is, will that continue tonight? And if it does, well, that's really good news for Chief Packers. Because as they sit there around four and a half points, if the home, uh, well, it's actually a neutral site game, but favorites nonetheless continue to dominate this weekend. So will the Chiefs certainly uh, be able to get the job done in a all-important matchup between the Chargers? And again, we talked about defense. My word, it's can you trust the Kansas City Chiefs defense with the weapons of... The Chargers, can you count on them to be able to get enough stops in this in that altitude, Dane, which you yourself said is that's a real real. thing. Like that's a come the fourth quarter, both sides, not just offensive, both sides are going to be sucking wind over there. So it's that that might be the one defense I trust the least of teams that have a shot at going to the playoffs, Dane. It's Kansas City. Oh, yeah. It's oh, God. Yeah, I, listen, but you just said it, right? I could say a lot of the same things on the other side of the ball. Do I trust the Chargers defense to oh, no. make stops? 
on all the playmakers of Kansas City. Now, I like the Chargers secondary, okay? Casey Hayward, uh, Desmond King, I think they're strong. And don't mm. don't forget, it won't impact this game, but in a couple weeks, Derwin James is coming back from these Chargers as well, right. if they can get the win and start rolling, right? But I don't know, Joe, like, why is it? I, I get you. I don't trust the Kansas City defense either. But it's not like the Chargers defense up against this Chiefs uh, you know, dynamic offense and all their speed at every position is a great matchup either, right? So it's kind of like, which one which one stands up? Well, I don't consider the Chargers a playoff team. I, the Chiefs, to okay. me, are a playoff team. And okay. as far as playoff teams go, where we've got to consider them either, if not being the division winner, they're going to be somewhere around that wild card spot. Uh, I can't think of a worse defense, honestly. Uh, and you're going to have to score. The interesting thing part about them is because they have the ability to score 40 points a game, which is the only reason why I'd ever consider backing them in situations. But that right. defense on its own, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, when you looked at what we saw yesterday with uh, with New England and, hell, even Baltimore, for that matter, their defense showing up like that at home, yeah. obviously getting healthier in the secondary there. What an addition. Marcus Peters and company and having Humphrey back and sure. and Smith and everybody else, man, I look at that defense of Kansas City. I'm like, you're going to have to score 50 points is the way I look at it. That's their only shot to really win it. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Maybe the idea, like, you know, we just saw the Texans defense give up 41 yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, but that may be an isolated incident. The Ravens offense is kind of a unique case, and I give you that. But at the same time, if the Chiefs defense is so bad, do they, you know, they are number three offensively, right? So maybe yeah. they're trying to be at both exactly. ends of the continuum. They're yeah. right now 22nd in DVOA defensively, but third offensively. So they are built to try to outscore people. We've seen teams like this in, in all sports, right? And it's funny, Joe, we talk about like the Major League Baseball playoffs, right? What happened to the teams that were reliant on the home run so much, right? In the NBA, when we see teams that are built to try to score 130 points, like say Portland or Denver, and in the playoffs, what happens, right? So it's a similar thing. When the chips are down later on in the season, when it's a different brand of game, will they have the defense to go along with it? I haven't seen it, but the question is, are the Chiefs this kind of such a crazy video game offense that they can actually outscore people? Well, it's interesting because I'm wondering if, and and I, yes, and Andy Reid's a, a guy to trust in, in Andy Reid, we believe, guys, but I'm yep. wondering if Andy Reid realizes, and I'm sure he does, that maybe the best thing isn't to be able to be a video game offense and score as quickly. Maybe the better thing to do here is to control the ball more. You know, it happened to them where they've gotten beat a couple of times because they couldn't they couldn't get back on the field. You know, it, it happened in, in Denver. It happened in a few other places where the defense couldn't get off the field. So maybe the best thing isn't scoring in three plays or four plays and putting that defense back out there. Maybe the best thing is to, you know what, let's try and let's try and keep the offense on the field a little bit more. It's not like they can't. You know, they have the opportunity to do it. I, having the quick strike offense is great, but I think there's got to be a balance somewhere when you are that deficient on defense here tonight. Yeah, we talk about that all the time, right? These teams and look at look at quarterbacks like Goff, Wentz, mm -hmm. Rivers, Matt Ryan, right? The difference in their ultimate results when they become volume throwers versus having balance. You're absolutely right. right. Like that's the key yep. for, for, for all teams, right? That's just good football, you know? Yeah. But – 
I don't know. A, you know, they are the number one passing team in the NFL. B, um, are they really built that way, Joe? Like Damian Williams, for example, as a back. Is he the back that's going to control the clock? You know, Shady McCoy has been in the doghouse ever since the third quarter fumble a couple of weeks ago. Remember, he was a healthy scratch last week. And conceptually, of course that makes sense, Joe. I just don't know that the Chiefs are built that way to be able to do that, whether that's the right move or not, with a guy like Damian Williams in the backfield. He's not built for that kind of work. Yeah, it's, you know, that if this was a couple of years ago, I would say the you have that guy in the roster. His name's LaShawn McCoy. He's a guy that will absolutely allow you guys to be able to grind it out. And there's got to be a balance somewhere because with that defense, and if they had, listen, New England's defense, they could go, ahead, go out, score three plays all you want. But the problem is it's really handcuffed them this year. And listen to you, this should be a game day where you and I just went, just take the Chiefs and be done with it. But we can't. And you know what? It's not because of Patrick Mahomes and because of those weapons. We we can't. You can't say it beyond a shadow of a doubt simply because what are you going to do? If Phillip Rivers is the kind of guy that could put 12 or 13, you know, they've got quick hitting guys, too, as well. But they also have a running game that they can probably rely upon a little bit to be able to grind some stuff out. So. Yeah. It's, to me, it's a much more intriguing matchup than just, ah, oh, the Chargers suck. Take the Chiefs. Eh. No, I agree with you, Joe. But listen, uh, this is this is to me, this is like our thesis all season long for all teams. You know, mm. you have to be able to I keep on saying, like, use your left hand. Right. right. You have to be able to be diverse and multiple, whatever it is. Look at what happens with the Eagles. They discovered Jordan Howard. Right. Yep. We talk about that. You know, a lot of teams when they can do it kind of both ways, like look at the Vikings, for example, at the beginning of the year, it was all Dalvin Cook, right? Now we're seeing Kirk Cousins and the passing game also be a threat. So you're absolutely right, Joe, this idea of being able to win via the run or the pass. That's why we're so impressed and why it's so important that Jimmy G may have the ability to do that with San Francisco, right? Because Sure, Joe, when the Chiefs are playing, like you like to say, Sister Mary of the Poor, it'll look sexy as all hell for Patty Mahomes to throw for 425 and 4. That'll be great. But that's not the kind of game they're going to be in when it's cold, when they're against other good competition. They're going to have to go to something else. Right. And the teams that we are seeing can do that are the teams that you and I, it sounds like, believe will still be standing there come mid-January. Yeah, and it's it's you've got a couple of teams that are very well balanced. Uh, I right. think the Saints again showed you the balance that they have yesterday on the road, come bouncing back after a uh, loss against Atlanta, getting run over. Did did exactly what they needed to do. They took their opportunities there. They turn, you know, Winston throws the ball over, and once again, you know, four interceptions. And they had that, again, that perfect balance, Sean Payton and Breeze. And that's what makes them so unique is they have a great defense, but they have the ability to kill you both ways. They can either keep Breeze on the field for 16 plays or they can hit Michael Thomas deep and bye-bye. So there are some teams I think have that balancing balancing act down as opposed to, and and I liked what I saw from, the Ravens yesterday, because I think they're not so one-dimensional where it's just going to be, exactly. well, can he run around? Can eh, You got to be able to do more of that in January than just – because we saw what happened when San Diego had a second look at Lamar and that one-dimensional type right. of offense. 
He's going to have to be able to show that he can use the left hand, right? Play the other way if New England or the Chargers or anybody that is going to be like, you know what? F it. We ain't letting Lamar beat us. I don't care if he throws over the top to Hollywood Brown four times. If he can do that, we'll tip our cap. And so he's going to have to show that he can do it. Another example, Joe, they didn't play yesterday, but think about it. The Packers. That's why the, the emergence of Aaron Jones and the run game has been so important for them. So they're not just yep. Aaron Rodgers making plays. You need to be Kansas able to do it. City reminds ways. me a lot of Dallas, you know, where yep. I, I love their offenses, their defenses. Yeah, yeah. Don't trust them. But sometimes offense is enough. We'll see what happens, though. We'll dive into the numbers, try to make it rain with this game tonight. Next. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. All right, so a big shout out to our uh, to our boy there, Ricky Sanders, uh, taking down yet another another. Look at this! I, I can't believe it. we just talked to him yesterday too, Dane. He, on, he, uh, yeah, we discussed all of this in the morning. Every, pretty much everybody, you two could have had this lineup yep, if you listened exactly. to the morning after. I mean, yep. uh, Pro Football Today. And he did it in the Daily Roto Optimizer. He d- was actually doing it on the show with us yesterday. Yep. On Pro Football Today, Sunday mornings, guys, beginning at 10 a.m., he was on there going through the optimizer, and he basically took down another monster. I don't know. How much did he take? 35000 I, like I mean, 30, I'll take it. Sounds good. Yeah. $25 entry fee, 35000 using the optimizer at Daily Bang. Road, guys. Like, what? Wow. I mean, Joe, and it don't stop there. Like, Blewett, I think, did a video yesterday for last week's games, went 5-1. and one. You know, Ariel throwing out prop bets, bang. I threw out a four-team teaser, bang. You know, you're hitting bets left and right. That's why people tune in to SportsGrid. We give you the edge to win your leagues and win that cash. Let's go. Yeah, it was a... Um... It's just he comes on and drops every guy on there from the optimizer, puts it just in a lineup, in. and ends up crushing it. I, it just all you gotta do up. is tune in, follow the tools, listen Dude. to the podcast, use the damn optimizer, people. Love it. Now there were a number of exceptional uh, bad beats there yesterday. A lot of hashtag oh, torn tickets in uh, not just yesterday, but uh, in. Uh, in all of uh, the weekend in the football world. Imagine having uh, Baylor on the money line there and uh, watching a 31-10 to 10 lead go back. by uh, and losing 34-10. to 10. Uh, Yeah, that was just the kind of weekend that it was. But there was a guy here at uh, over at uh, William Hill in Vegas, it looks like here, Dane, that Put himself together a nice look, a little $20, right? Put, put himself together a, uh, a 12-leg parlay. 
And uh, Indiana, of course, they covered against Penn State. Iowa wins out, right? They covered there against Minnesota. Clemson takes down Wake. Ah, Utah runs over. Yeah, you get all the way down to Jets. And then look at the last last one. one, though. Oh, my word, dude. $20 for 50 grand. And it all was riding on the Raiders laying 10 and a half. In a game, guys, let us not forget, they fumbled the ball. In the red zone, Josh Jacobs, early in this game, they actually turned it over a couple of times. Yeah, there was uh, there were more points to be had in this game, and unfortunately, the Raiders didn't capitalize on it. And this guy, could you imagine 20 bucks? I'd have to call in sick uh, today, man. If that would have been yeah. it for me, to, I'd have had to call in sick. Like, I need a few I, days. I can't, I can't even breathe right now. I wow. thought you were going to say the last leg was this Arizona San Francisco one. No, that got no, out. even worse. That got banged <laughs> out by that last touchdown. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which I still, you know, fantasy people are yeah. going to be nailing it left and right yeah. with that San Francisco defensive points yeah. uh, crushing it. So listen, I got everything else too. I mean, every one of those on that ticket was impressive, yeah, except the Raiders. That was the only one that he didn't get. That's so, why. Listen, I hope he also uh, bet him individually and went nine and one in those uh, bets. That's why we listen. We love the parlays. We love the uh, teasers. But Joe, on balance, is it a smart sports investing strategy? Oh God, there was one that did hit though last night, guys. A uh, really nice one too. Uh, speaking of teasers, there was a. Uh, there was one guy that had a $100,000 three-team teaser on the line last night. He had the first two legs hit. He took the Browns, getting three and a half. Uh, he had the Eagles. He bet them up to 10, which also proved to be good. We Again, those yep. were, we gave you a whole bunch of teaser plays yesterday, too, yep. that fit the, uh, the uh, program. And then, of course, he needed the Rams, bet them down to a pick them in order to be able to win and yeah so his 100,000 took down 145,000 and that's exactly <clears throat> what he got so there is definitely money to be made here guys uh plenty of money in fact all you got to do is tune in that's all you got to do is tune in we're giving you all these damn plays uh on a consistent basis and you've got one tonight so let's look yeah. at this game here tonight Dan as we uh tackle Kansas City and the Chargers. Now, we know it's neutral site. We know right. altitude is going to be a problem here, guys. We also know that the line opened up at uh, at about four and a half. It, it was bet down to three and a half for Kansas City. Then it was taken back up. It's been bouncing back and forth in the market all week long between the, you know, three and a half to five, even in some places that I've seen. The interesting thing is the total because the total opened up at 53 and three quarters of the bets have been hitting the over. And yet it's dropped down to 52, 52 and a half in some places. And the bets continue to come in even this morning on the over and they're not moving it up, which of course is a clear indicator that the, they're afraid of liability of pushing it, uh, pushing it up another further because of the amount of money, the bigger bets are coming in on the under. And we broke it down for you guys to come to come the fourth quarter, third and fourth quarter. This altitude is going to kick in. Yeah. And the field conditions are an unknown. And the, I mean, you guys don't understand how bad the field conditions at this. I don't place know that are. they're an unknown, Joe. I think it's known that they're bad. <laughs> right. Well, it's not because three quarters of the bets are coming in on the over acting as if those two things aren't big yeah. deals. 
Uh, those two things are big deals, and that's going to come into play, I can assure you. Now, kudos to the Chargers. have spent the last week at the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs, also very high altitude. Don't forget, they had a couple of extra days off because they played last Thursday. So right. Kansas City opted to stay in Kansas City and do their regular routine, but we're going to see if that plays a difference here tonight. But the bottom line is, Four and a half points. It's that kind of no man's land that we talk about, Dane, there. So could this be another single game tease opportunity where, you know, take the four and a half. If you like San Diego, take the four and a half, make it ten and a half on a six pointer and then see where it goes from there. Um, I don't think I, I don't know, Joe, because here's the thing for me out of the four outcomes. Right. Chargers win close. Chiefs win close, Chargers win big, Chiefs win big. The one that I don't know that, like, the one that's still out there is I believe Chiefs could win big. So I don't know if I take the Chargers from 4 to 10. I don't know how much more that gives me. All it gives me, for, in my opinion, is the Chiefs winning by a touchdown. I like crossing the key number of 7, but even up at 10, I could see the Chiefs running away with this thing because of the dynamic offense that we've talked about. So for me, I don't know that moving the number – is too is um is the way I would go about it. I think I might just hammer the under on the game instead. Well, it, if you like Kansas City in a blowout, then lay the four and a half points because right. they're going to win. That's what I'm saying. More than that, so that's not even open for discussion. The question is, do you trust San Diego to be able to keep it within four and a half? Do you think they'll have it, or do you think they'll? They can keep it within a touchdown, but asking uh, anything less of that is going to be a push. Or, and this is another correlated situation here, guys, depending on what you think is going to be the outcome with these two teams, if Kansas City is on fire, then chances are this is going to be a big shit. It's going to be a big number here tonight. If they are firing on all cylinders and you think both of these offenses are going to run away with it, if that's the case, Kansas City's probably going to win this damn game. They got the better coach. They got the they got the better everything. So if that's the case, bet the over. But if you think this is going to be a nip and tuck where some of these teams are going to struggle because of the field and because of the weather, I think that absolutely favors San Diego here because they've played in a lot more of these games than Kansas City has. They're used to grinding games out. And I like their running backs better. I like Gordon and Eckler better if that's the kind of game it comes into. I think they're better prepared and they have the better roster to win that kind of ugly game. Yeah, and you also throw in the familiarity. This is a divisional matchup. Yes. Remember, the Chargers were fine against the Chiefs last year, went into Kansas City and got a big win. I believe that was a Thursday night football game last season when the Chargers were kind of rolling towards the end of the year. And so right. I, that's why for me, Joe, the side, I don't know that I would touch the side and the fact that you know, getting an extra six points to me does for me and the way I see this game doesn't necessarily matter for me. I'm going to lean more to what we talked about in terms of the altitude, the sloppy field, the fact that they're familiar. So I don't know that it becomes a huge shootout for me. If I had to go one way, I wouldn't get cute. I would just bet the under and I don't know that I would make a kind of a parlay or a teaser bet. I would keep it kind of straight and narrow for me going with the under and then maybe looking at some prop bets. Yeah, and, and for those of you that don't know, the reason why a six-point teaser would benefit you if that's the way you think the game is going to go is because you're not only going through the number of seven, 
You're going through the number of 10. And ask anybody who had the Arizona Cardinals yesterday in a teaser that was bet up to, uh, you know, 10 and a half or uh, 11, depending on the number you originally got and why that's important. Uh, Because the key numbers we know, guys, the history of the NFL, it usually ends in either three, some multiple of three, seven, 10, somewhere in that ballpark there. So if you can cross over two with a six-point teaser, and you can do that. You can go through seven and ten. Well, if you guys have any thoughts of San Diego making this a game here tonight, and, yeah, you've got uh, – you you can give yourself a ten-and-a-half-point head start. Uh, but, again, this has got correlated. If you like Kansas City in this game, then you've got to say to yourself, to me, Kansas City is going to win this game easily – By at least the touchdown, they've just got – they're better. They're more prepared. They're ready to go here. Then Kansas City's the play here, guys. If you guys truly think this is going to be a – who do you trust in a shootout more, Dan? You trust Kansas City or do you trust uh, San Diego in this – or Los Angeles should be San Diego. And all right. If, if this is a shootout, I trust Kansas City more. City. You know, uh, if that's the way it plays out, then I would trust Kansas City. Because, you know, Phillip Rivers, we've seen – uh, throw him up for grabs, right? I believe he's around like with Jameis and Baker in terms of the amount of interceptions um, oh, yeah. this season. You know, so yeah. if this is a shootout, then I will trust Patty Mahomes to be more uh, safe with the ball and make those plays. But you know, we talked about it with the with the grounds and the altitude. I, I'm not positive that that's the way this will play out. Right. Well, and high totals benefit favorites sure. guys uh sure. so you understand that concept too More opportunity there to get that working of, margin with point score right there are a lot of profitable trends and numbers and situational stats that obviously prove to be favorable to the chargers here you've got a situation where divisional dogs right 21 uh what is it 26 26 and 21 against the number this year 55 percent they also have don't forget the extra rest because they did have uh, three or four days to heal up there, and they were pretty banged up. So the Chargers should have, you know, a couple extra days to get right, fix sure. whatever it is that they needed to fix there. So I don't think there's any excuses tonight when they go in and play in this game. Neutral site. If San Diego doesn't make this a game, they got nobody to blame but themselves. Yeah. They, they have everything going in their direction. Yeah, this is last chance corral for the Chargers, yeah. right? If they don't Absolutely. get this one. They're probably done. Uh, I mean, at that point, teams like the Steelers and the Browns would be similar to them, you know, so let's not worry about yeah, that. Yeah, right. It would be, so, what, four wins? So that would, would be... be still at four. Yeah. They so, need this yeah, one to so... get to five and be competitive. If they're still at four, when we get we wake up tomorrow, then, you know, they're only a game ahead over. of the Jets, Joe. <laughs> you yeah, know? I think so... it's over. Yep, but I for think me, it's absolutely over. I got a question. Do you think the Chargers will have a home field advantage more than usual, right? Like San Diego, Maybe Joe. Well. Yep. San Diego, right? Very close to Mexico. I know a lot Absolute. of Mexicans that like the Chargers are their adopted team. So now, like, I wonder if they'll actually have a bigger home field advantage in Mexico than they do in their home stadium. It could be the most they've seen all year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Could so very well keep an eye on that. Yeah, keep an eye on the weather too, but I'm I'm going under like tonight, that, guys. That's when they move the Chargers. <laughs> Give me the under 53 here tonight, guys. I don't think they make it there. Morning after next, we'll break it down for you tomorrow, though. Good luck, guys. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Did you miss me? Here's what you missed on Make It Rain. And I don't They don't even need Gronk to catch passes. They need Gronk to be able to to block, block, you know, (laughs) because that's the whole thing. That's what made him so good last year. You know, he went away from being that pass-catching tight end until the last couple of games. They need his ass to block because Brady, at this rate, and even he knows it, man. I mean, his his press conference. He's been saying it all year. He's been saying it all year. He's getting crushed. He's getting crushed. He knows it, too. And you can't rely on Julian Edelman and trick plays to throw touchdowns in order to win games. I will say this, whatever whatever doubts people might have had with that defense, I think, yeah. I mean, granted, they beat Miami, Washington. I get all that, guys. But uh, on the road, uh, they did uh, a pretty damn good job against that Philadelphia Eagles offense. But another game, Dane, where... What was working in the first half, Doug Peterson completely went the opposite way in the second half and went away for it. They were running the ball, controlled time of possession. They were up 10. Everything we said they needed to do in order to win, they executed in the first half. The second half comes, and now Carson Wentz is going to throw it 30 times? Like, I don't don't understand what was going on. They did have some uh, offensive linemen that got hurt, but... Right. Still, run the damn Lane ball. Johnson you going down. no problem running it in the first half. Like, what are you doing? Listen, and, and going into this game, Joe, and over the last few years, I mean, the last few weeks, this is what I said about Philadelphia. Remember we said that uh, they had discovered Jordan Howard as a big part of this running game and how I liked Philadelphia because if New England tried to make them play left-handed, their left hand finally got stronger in the run game. Well, they went away from it in the second half tried to have Carson Wentz rely on it, and maybe it's because they didn't have, you know, they didn't believe Miles Sanders, Boston Scott could carry it for fourth quarters. Maybe they needed Jordan Howard and that proverbial left hand that I talk about, but the story here is really the Patriots, Joe, and you're right. They are getting through it. They are 9-1. and one. We talk about their point differential, but all season long, Joe, Tom Brady has known that this offense is not vintage. You see him every time he gets interviewed, he's like, yeah, we still got a lot of work to do. It's almost like he knows they're getting through it with smoke and mirrors. And it's almost like he knows that when they step up and have to go through a gauntlet of a playoff run and winning two or three games to get to the Super Bowl, that it's going to be a struggle. What do I always say? It's these three other amazing human beings being Lamar Jackson, Patty Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. In this game, you said it, Carson Wentz was not able to make enough plays. But if this version of the Patriots run up against Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, or Patty... 